This is Paxi, everybody. Uh, this is the dog that, uh, before I become a serial killer, I'm going to train how to kill by, uh, by killing you, right, girl? I'm going to kill you so I can practice before I get into humans, right? Good girl. what's going on welcome to the nobody's happy podcast the podcast with 30 percent more raul than the leading brand um i hope you guys had a wonderful super bowl weekend uh it's pretty dope fucking tom brady went super saiyan on kansas and um i went super saiyan on fucking drinking dude man that i started I started like, I think maybe Thursday, but definitely like all, all the way till Sunday and just got fucking trashed every day. There was always something. There's always something, man. You ever have one of those, uh, one of those weekends where you, where you party so hard, you, you, <laughs> you get out of control. I don't know why we call it partying, right? Let's just be honest. It was fucking debauchery. But, like, you ever get one of those weekends where, like, you go so hard on the paint that the 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 weekday starts and you're like, thank fucking God that we have laws in a society that can keep me away from making stupid decisions like I always do. I've, I felt like that, man. At the end of the weekend, it was like a mon- Monday hit and I was like, finally, finally somebody is making sense and saying everybody get back to work because it was fucking brutal man i mean i had i had a great time don't get me wrong it was fucking awesome but uh yeah sometimes uh sometimes (laughs) sometimes sometimes some people some people should just not be left to their own devices to live alone like i can't be a person that lives alone you know Cause if if I am, I'll be comfortable, I'll be fine. But then somebody's gonna like, hero. What do you usually do? And then I describe to them, and they're like, mm, "That's fucking weird." And just sit there in the. Do- one time, uh, one time I was on when I was in the army. Uh, we, uh, well, no, after I got out of the army, I got into the uh, the reserves, and I was teaching weapons. I was teaching like uh, like marksmanship and and and. Uh, and weapons maintenance with like all the small arms weapons <clears throat> and i was uh stationed in uh fort hunter liggett in california and i just remember uh th- one of the lights went off in my in my room and oh, i mean it was like the main light and it just went off and i was just so like you know what was i like 24 maybe 24 years old and just living like a single 24-year-old dude, you know? So I just had a tiny TV in front of me and and, uh, and a chair in the middle of the room. And then just empty space and my bed. And I remember the light went out. And I went to flick it and it, it went on and then just went off. And I was like, fuck this. And I just went and sat. 
right? And all the lights were off, just the the TV was on, and I just sat there. Actually, I don't even know if the TV was on, but I sat there because I was going to fix it at some point, but I just kind of sat there, and I had my beer because I used to get like a 12-pack of Budweiser and just polish it off in one night. And I would just grab, I grabbed my other beer and I was just like sitting down, just thinking like, all right, what should I do now? Like, should I fix this or should I just kind of wait till tomorrow? And then my, my buddy, uh, my buddy Deering came, uh, into the room and, uh, he, he opened, he knocked. And then when I opened it up, uh, he looked at me and then he looked behind me and he saw it was just a dark room with a chair in the middle of the room. And basically me staring into the wall. And then he goes, Sanchez, were you just sitting here drinking in the dark? And I go, yeah. And he goes, I fucking love you, dude. But because <laughs> he was a heavy drinker, too. Right. I mean, he was also an infantry guy, you know, a former infantry guy that was uh, that was teaching weapons as well. So he like kind of understood that uh, that young fucking infantry don't give a shit attitude and uh i remember but i remember after that i just kind of let him believe the myth because i did it i didn't want to tell him like well actually i was kind of contemplating should i fix this light and i had just sat down for like a minute <clears throat> and that's when he uh when he walked in and he he caught me uh he caught caught me maxing and relaxing a little too much man uh but yeah that was uh that was the kind of weekend i had it was uh it was fun, but it was definitely, you know, I don't know. How should I put it? Excessive. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, man, that's uh, pretty much my uh, my weekend. Uh, trying to get shit done, although I did lose a... Uh, lose a di did I ever tell you guys that I, I once, uh, almost a year ago, actually, got a... Um, I got, uh, what are those agencies called? The casting agencies. I had a casting agency email me like earlier this year, uh, almost a year ago about auditioning for, uh, for a, a voice uh, of a cartoon. And I was like, this is pretty fucking cool, man. So I basically just had to, I, I don't know if this is how they normally do it, like, or it's because of COVID, but I remember, um, they told me that I basically had to, they sent me the script or the sides of the script, which is just like my parts that I was supposed to read. And then I just read them. Right. And then they, and then I send them to them, uh, on Dropbox or some shit like that. And, uh, yeah. And then that's how they decide whether you're good. Obviously I didn't get the part, right. Uh, the part was like, it was, I think it was going to be like a, uh, or it might still, I mean, it might be in, under production, but, um, it was about a, like, it was like kind of, kind of like the Simpsons and Bob's Burgers where it was like a, a family unit, but they're just hilarious. Right. Uh, yeah, but I, uh, I, I didn't get it cause, uh, apparently I, I do not sound, oh, the difference was that it was, uh, it was Hispanic, right? Uh, that's the, uh. Which I thought it was a pretty cool idea, but I certainly do not sound like a 11-year-old Cuban boy. I sound like a uh, fucking, like an old man that's just been drinking and smoking his entire life. That's probably the contrast they got. They were like, whoa, this does not sound like a kid. 
Yeah, but uh, anyway, I told you that so I can tell you this. Um, so I didn't get the part right, and I was like, well, you know, it sucks, but what are you going to do? You know, I'm not a trained guy. They they should probably hire, you know, professional voiceover people. Um, <clears throat> well, then I got, I, got uh, I, I just got a, uh, and another audition from the same, uh, same, uh, what do you call it, company? Same uh, casting agency? And, um... Yeah, but this one, uh, this one was different. They told me, and as soon as they say, well, you just videotape, send us a video of the audition, plus, uh, a thing of you speaking Spanish, you know, so, so we know that, you know, we got some, because I guess that's what the part called, like, somebody being bilingual, and I was like, a video? Because I thought they were like an agency that just... Because that's how little I know about the entertainment business outside of uh, stand-up. Uh, I thought it was just like they were an agency that's specified in, in uh, just cartoons. Which now that I think about it, I was like, that's pretty fucking stupid uh, to think that. <clears throat> but I, I emailed the guy back like right before I was like... I was like, wait a minute, am I, is it, am I right to think that this is for like an actual acting thing? And I was like, hey, man, so this isn't a cartoon. That's what I uh, sent him back. And then as soon as he, he, he sent back, no, this is for a uh, this is for a half hour single cam uh, comedy. And as soon as I saw that, like I immediately got super nervous because I realized, oh, shit, like they want me to like say these lines, but also act with my body, you know, not just my voice. And I fucking did it, dude. Uh, I mean, I just sent it back is what I mean. I taped myself. Uh, I sent it back. And um, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think I'm going to get it because I'm just I'm not an actor. And uh, my buddy was saying, like, dude, these people are probably like just sitting in the conference room. Going like, man, guess what? He set does another. <laughs> he set does another one. And then everybody just goes get some popcorn from the uh, from the uh, teacher's room or whatever the fuck they have in, in their agency. Uh, and then just sit there and have a good fucking laugh at my expense. And that's what I was thinking. Like, as soon as I, I videotape, because I videotape myself doing all the lines, right? Because you're only supposed to do, like, certain specific lines. Cause that's how they're gonna. That's how they they're gonna judge it. And um, and then after that, after I did the lines, you know, I I got all the videos together. I mean, I I put the video together, and then I cut out all the parts of like of me like looking off to the side or going like, oh man, I didn't do it right. <clears throat> and just sent sent them like just the cuts of of me delivering the lines. And, uh, oh my God, dude, it's, it's so cringy, dude. I do not know how somebody, I mean, it, it certainly gave me a new appreciation for like, for actors and shit, even like, you know, C or D level actors, which I don't, I don't even think I, uh, I can pass off as one of those, you know, maybe we just kind of like, uh, you know, have me in a crowd yell out something, you know? I can be uh, I can be Steve Buscemi, you know. I can just be like, "You can do it," and just <laughs> and just uh, let let uh, let the movie and the stars of the movie do the heavy lifting. Um, yeah, man. And I I sent that back, 
and now I'm just kind of like uh, just waiting. And <clears throat> it sucks too because it's like they gave me for like one of the to audition for one of the main characters. You know, not like the main guy, but like one of the main guys. And uh, <laughs> dude, oh my god. I cannot. I wish I'd have kept. I think I erased the whole thing. In fact, I, actually, there might be a way for me to retrieve it because uh, they made me put it up on uh, on this platform, and I think I might be able to extract it again. But I would like to one day, you know, it, it you know, time time heals all wounds. So with enough time, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, Maybe I should do it on willful ignorance with the guys, uh, and uh, just play the fucking audition tape <laughs> and have a have a good fucking laugh, man. Uh, <clears throat> well, yeah, man, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much what I did. Um, I just fucking basically r pretended to be somebody that I am not. Damn, and, and the fucking, uh, the, like, the the character is, like, supposed to be somebody that just got out of prison, right? But it's a comedy, you know, so it doesn't have to be believable. And I was looking at it, I was like, man, I've never even been arrested, you know? <laughs> but then I thought, well, you know, it's somebody that just got out of prison, you know? I was in the army, you know? I tried to kill people, too. And they tried to kill them. <laughs> Maybe that way we have something in common. With a hardened criminal. <clears throat> but yeah, I did my little fucking... My little bullshit acting. And then I just sent it in. You know, more than anything, you just let them know. Like, hey man, if you got something else... You know... Maybe, uh... Like if... If, if, if like, uh... How do you call it? If acting was like clothing. It's like... I think this one's a little big on me. Uh, you have something smaller, you know? Something where I'm, uh, you know, I'm only saying like a couple of lines and I don't get exposed as the fucking non-actor that I am. <clears throat> um, oh yeah, man, outside of that, uh, actually, you know what I, what I, what I was watching, one of the reasons I couldn't go to sleep one night because I was going to smoke, uh, smoke some weed, or yesterday, that was yesterday actually, I was going to smoke some weed. And uh, and then go to bed, right? Like, I was going to smoke for like, you know, 20 minutes. Just kind of like, you know, take a puff and just kick back and listen to a podcast. But I was listening to the uh, the Francis Ngannou interview on Joe Rogan, the, the, uh, the, the UFC fighter. Dude, that fucking dude. It's... Because he, he, his, like, illegal immigration story, his illegal immigration story, because he was from Cameroon, and then he moved to, to, uh, I shouldn't say he moved to, to France, because moved does not do justice to what this man had to go through to get from Cameroon to France. And, like, I was, I was, you know, an illegal immigrant at one point. I was brought over here when I was seven. And Francis Ngannou's illegal immigrant story makes my illegal immigrant story look like a breaking and entering story as far as, like, inspiring and romantic. 
you know, because like you think about it, uh, like what is what it is to be an illegal immigrant here from Mexico is it's yeah, it's it's not easy, man. It's fucking it's fucking rough, especially when you when you don't have a lot of money. But at the end of the day, the process, you know, if you get lucky, takes a day, you know, for you to get across. Or oh, depending on how you do it, I guess if you go through the desert, it could be a few. But Francis Ngannou spent a fucking almost a year or a year and a half uh, immigrate illegally immigrating to 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 Europe, you know, to France because you know you don't realize that I was like, oh yeah, Cameroon. I don't even. First of all, I don't even know where the fuck. Let's look up where Cameroon is. Uh. But, you know, you can't just go from Cameroon to France and be like, let me ho go across the, the fucking the river that divides Cameroon and France. Like, you have to illegally immigrate through multiple fucking, uh, what's it called? So through multiple countries, right? And when he talks about it, at some point he says that he got to uh, Morocco. And I think... Uh, I don't know if Joe Rogan asked him or uh, something like like what was what was Morocco like once what was that like when you got there? Damn, this light just blinded the fuck out of me. He goes, uh, "How's it that?" And he just goes, "He goes Morocco." What I was almost gonna do the accent. <laughs> Morocco. He goes Morocco was a nightmare for illegal immigrants. And as soon as he said that, dude. I fucking knew what he was talking about because before uh, before we we came over here in 91 when I was seven, my dad used to go across the border uh, illegally just to go work. And then once once he would make some cash for a couple of months, then he would just come back. Right. So <clears throat> one of those times, my dad told me a story about how like him and a buddy got robbed uh, trying to cross uh, the river into into Texas, into the U.S. And they got robbed on the Mexico side because apparently there's like there's some fucking just vile people, dude, that what they do is they they prey on uh, on the illegal immigrants because they know that one they're 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 probably alone uh because they're traveling from so far they're probably um un uh unarmed and desperate and and they don't have a lot on them Ex oh actually with the exception of like having they, they they having a lot of stuff on them uh, of of value like uh you know things that are not ca they also had cash you know like to to make the trip across, you know, to to survive once you get across, and he's telling me uh, he's telling me this story where they were like they're about to cross this part in uh, in Nuevo Laredo. Uh, damn, I really I really thickened that accent on that one, right? Uh, <clears throat> so they're they're about to cross into Laredo, right, from Nuevo Laredo to Laredo, and they're they're on the Mexico side, and they're like ducked down in between these this high grass is like weeds and they're waiting right because they're waiting for the uh for the border patrol to cross you know because once they pass by it's going to be a while before they come back the other way so they're sitting there and they're waiting and i forgot the story 
how exactly he told told it to me, but he told it to me a while back, years ago actually, almost a decade ago, I think. And uh, they're sitting there, and I don't remember how the guy introduced himself into the the scene, but it was it was my dad and a friend of his that were gonna cross. And uh, right right as they're uh, they're waiting there, this guy comes up to them and uh, I think it's a couple of guys and I think one of them takes out a knife and one of them takes out a gun and they tell them like in calzones you know y'all gotta you know get buck naked right now <clears throat> and they're like fuck right so they tell them to go in their underwear right so they get down to their underwear and uh and then they take their they take their wallets, all the all the money. And I think <laughs> I think he said one of the guys got mad at him or his buddy because they went like, "That's all you got, motherfucker!" And he like just threw it in his face. It's like, "That's all you got, you motherfucker!" And my dad was like, "This can you believe this piece of shit?" Like as he's robbing me, he's also giving me a talking to about not having enough money because he was actually like, "You you were expecting a crossover with this fucking shit." Right, like just fucking sociopaths, and uh, and then I guess they tell him to like get on uh no, or maybe this happened before they tell him to get buck naked, but they're on the floor, right? They tell him to get on the floor, or they're already on the floor waiting, and then they they start telling him like take this out or take this out, and my dad said that he reached for like well while he was on all fours like that because they didn't know like what to do. Uh, my dad like kind of like put his hand over a rock like that because uh, and he tells me uh, and he was like he was, I, don't, I don't know what I was thinking but I, what I was thinking was that if one of these motherfuckers shows his face to me I'm gonna smash it open with a rock because <clears throat> he was pretty fucking pissed and uh, he said that he put his hand over the rock right and just kind of waited there and that he felt like like a gun in the, or something in the back of his head and he goes what are you what are you going to do with that motherfucker <laughs> and my dad i guess I, I don't know exactly i don't remember exactly how he told me that he was just kind of like no you know but he told him to me in a comedic way when he was like ah oh, you know just kind of enjoying this you know the agriculture or whatever but basically he just kind of like, he was like, dude, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not going to go like, ah, oh, fuck you, dude. He's like, I'm fucking dead. So he just, uh, he just uh, kind of like, I don't know if he like apologized or it he cowered away basically in, in the, you know, in order to not get shot in the fucking head and left for dead. Um, but after all that, that's when they tell him to get, uh, get in their underwear, right? So they they grab all their their clothes or they got all their clothes and they had the plastic bags because that's how you eventually cross anyway you take off all your clothes and you put them all in a in a plastic bag and then you just kind of hold it over your head at least that's how you do it did it in the 80s right because i don't know how shit is now um but uh from what my dad was telling me in the 80s you know that's how they used to cross uh cross over they get uh under underwear completely naked and put their shit in a bag and blah 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 go across so they put their shit in the bag and the the guy like at that are robbing them they go all right well turn around and face the fucking river 
and start walking into the river. And my dad was like, fuck, because he thought they were dead. He's like, damn, they're going to let us get like like waist deep in this motherfucker. And they're going to pop us right in the back of the head and roll right in the back. And they're just, that's it. It's going to be in the end of it. We're going to end up either in the Gulf or in the Pacific <laughs> somewhere, our bodies. <clears throat> but he said, he he goes, it felt like the longest fucking time, man. Just walking, holding our shit up. He goes, and like we're walking and eventually it's getting like like above chest deep. And then at some point, they're like a little bit more than halfway across. And he looks back. And he realizes that those dudes are fucking gone. And, like, they're like, well, fuck, we, I, I mean, we got robbed. We don't have any fucking money, but if we just keep going, we're already on the other side. Let's fucking do it. And they get to the other side. And he said that at some point they're on the other side and they're, like, crawling through the mud. They get into all their shit, right? And it's, it's kind of damp because they're all wet and trying to, like, put their shit on real quick. And he said, as they're like trying to crawl out of out of that brush on on the American side, they they push through the brush, and all of a sudden, boom! They just feel like uh, lights, and it's the fucking border patrol <laughs> got them and sent them right back where they came from. <clears throat> so, you know, when I was listening to that uh, Francis Ngannou uh, uh, interview, I was like. Fuck, that's I knew that that's what he meant was that the he was it wasn't that he was saying that Morocco is a nightmare in and of itself. It's that because they know so many illegal immigrants trying to get into Europe are going to go through there. There's <clears throat> there's always going to be those fucking just those dirtbag fucking people that are just waiting for these. I mean, unfortunate people, man, that are just trying to like. You know, roll the dice and say, fuck it, dude. I'd rather fucking uh, risk my life uh, trying to get something better than keep living in this fucking place. Because, you know, I don't see any hope here. And what I want is fucking hope. You know, it's not enough to just be fucking living, you know, hand to mouth, you know, with whatever you can put in your stomach. It's, uh, it's, you also have this fucking, you know, this drive that makes you makes you want to uh, say, fuck it, man. You know, all or nothing. Burn the ships. We're not leaving. You know. What did, uh, what did uh, Exhibit say? I might leave in a body bag, but never in cuffs. <laughs> Wrong person to take advice from, but uh, you know what I mean. <clears throat> but yeah, man, I uh, I heard that shit. And, uh, fuck. I was like, damn, dude. It really puts shit into perspective, man. I feel like, uh, I need to try harder. Um, just to, uh, you know, make the sacrifice that, uh, that my parents, well, shit. I mean, I mean, I didn't really make a sacrifice because I had no choice. You know, I was brought over here at seven. But, uh, I, I guess maybe just the pain of it, you know, the, and I, I, I don't want to sound dramatic, you know, by saying the pain of it. But what I mean by that is just, you know, the the hard times, you know. You want to you wanna succeed and, and, uh, and make shit happen so that one day you can sit in, uh, in your porch, you know, having a beer or some lemonade. 
in a house that you put together with your hard work and go, God damn it, you know, all those fucking times that we didn't have shit to eat or uh, I had holes in my fucking pants. <laughs> it's, uh, it's finally worth it, you know. But uh, eh, what are you going to do? I mean, I I I that, I put out my uh, my my second uh, my second. Well, no, no, I haven't put it out. But my second set, my second hour that I put the clips out, I'm gonna put it out in full on Monday, and I'm not gonna edit it. Uh, I wanted to edit it because I mean, frankly, it's not as good as the first one, and I have my excuses for that. But at the end of the day, they're just that, you know, they're excuses. Uh, the only thing is, is I can say is, uh, I was not in a good place emotionally or psychologically, um, <clears throat> having moved to New York, uh, at that point in my life, I haven't moved anywhere. I should have, I should have just stayed here, <clears throat> but, um, but uh, trying to do, do that set. In fact, I don't even think I was trying to. Record. I, I had it in my mind. I was like, you never know. I might pull it off and uh, some good shit's going to come out of this. But uh, I'd say it's about like a decent 40-minute uh, set, which I uh, I believe is the minimum uh, universally recognized for a headliner to do 40 minutes. Ideally, I would want to do like 55, 50 to 55. Um, just because once you start getting over an hour, everybody starts getting like, you know, all drunk and shit. And I would rather uh, I would rather them going like, damn, it's already over, than going like, oh, it's still going. So, <clears throat> so that's that. Uh, that's gonna be out on uh, Monday. Um, you're gonna be able to see it in full. There's a couple of new jokes in there that you, you don't get to see on the uh, on the clips, just because I mean, on purpose, I I left them out so. You know, so so that the other jokes could look more slick. But you're going to see me without my makeup on this one. Uh, all the way through, even the shit that falls flat. And, uh, yeah, I hope you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoy that, you know. Mm, what else was I going to talk about? Um, I think I'm almost done. Um, yeah, I'm doing shows, uh, I'm doing shows on Friday. Friday... Friday and Sunday. Friday, I'm going to Austin uh, to do a show f uh, with my friend Ty Ty Win, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I think that's where I'm going to try to record uh, the material that I want to put out for free. Or well, I mean, everything's for free, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I want to see if I can record it because I wasn't able to record uh, last Friday at the Blind Tiger. Fucking both Josh and me forgot uh, the... Well, I forgot my recording shit. And Josh thought that I meant I was going to record on Sunday for the Valentine's Day show. So, um, yeah, that happened. But <clears throat> I'm going to try to record on Friday in Austin. And uh, uh, where else? Fuck. And at the Blind Tiger for the Valentine's Day show. So, I'm not sure where he told me. Where did he say it was? It's at the... Santa Cruz Theater. And uh, it's it's one of those little uh, uh, black box theaters. 
<clears throat> from what I saw, it's it's not a, a giant place <clears throat> at all. It's it's um it's just one of those local theaters where uh you know local acts get to get to do cool shit or even traveling acts that are uh, I guess lesser known and local comics get to put on dope ass shows there. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can record there and have have that. Because at this point right now, it's just having a decent room with a decent crowd. I went up at the end at the Blind Tiger, and it was it was already, like, not heavily attended. <clears throat> and then with uh, and then when, with the whole, like, six feet apart shit, you know, you can't have any, many people down there to begin with. So, you know, I went down there, performed to, like, fucking six people and shit. Uh, <clears throat> I still had a pretty uh, okay set. It was not, I wouldn't say it was good. I thought, I thought it was okay, but that's because I, uh, I was planning on, on recording all this shit that I've done quite a few times and it kind of, uh, I don't know. I kind of feel weird. Cause I was like, a lot of people are like, they, they return, you know, they, they, they like to come back and watch it, uh, watch every week and you don't want to do material that people have heard too many times in a row. So when I saw how many how few people were down there, I was like, man, even if just four people have heard this shit before, that's already like, you know, a third of the audience, you know, uh, that's not uh, that's not going to react to it the way uh, people that haven't heard it would do. So I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I so I cut out all the stuff that I was going to do. And I just tried out a couple of new stuff that I that I that I had only tried like once or never tried at all at a super short set. <clears throat> so, I mean, outside of that, man, um, that's pretty much uh, all that's going on. Uh, I'm not going to take too much of your time. Um, like I said, that that uh, that full special is gonna uh, gonna come out on Monday. But like I said, it's stuff that I've already put out. It's just if you want to, you can see it in its rawest, meaning there's gonna be no like know just the meat you know because when i put it in clips i was just giving you the meat the good shit this one's got all the uh horrible transitions and me sweating profusely because i'm fucking hung over from the night before uh <clears throat> yeah and i see a couple of jokes that didn't that i never put out from that set because uh well it just fell flat and uh and I just didn't want to put that out. But, I mean, it's in the full special. And I was going to cut him out. I was going to, you know, c clip in interviews. You know how they do, you know. Like you're in the middle. The, like a comic will be in the middle of the joke. And all of a sudden just cuts to them, like, fucking playing video games or eating a pizza. And talking about, you know, something funny or a little anecdote here and there. And I was going to do that to kind of, like, cosmetically remove all those lulls. And, but then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I got to I got to worry about my third hour and how I'm going to try it out on um on on Friday and then on Sunday it's going to be the Valentine's Day show at the Blind Tiger so it's going to be like pretty much just 20 minutes of like as most m most relationship material I can possibly come up with. So um so yeah, and uh I guess I'll let you know how that fucking audition went. Um actually no, I can't. I can't let you know how that audition went because 
<laughs> well, I guess I, I could let you know like in a month, right? I was like, man, I think they would have hit me up by now. Because they don't. They don't let you know. They just, they never talk to you again. Or until the next time they have something else, they'll like, uh, they'll hit you up. Hey, you want to try this? But there's no like, unfortunately, we felt like you weren't. It's just like, just radio silence. <laughs> and it takes a few weeks before you before you eventually go, yeah, I don't think I'm doing that, am I? So, uh, so yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I guess, um, I guess I'm going to let you guys go so I can, uh, go be a normal person now. Paxi, Paxi, come here, girl. Come here. Come here. Come here. This is Paxi, everybody. Uh, this is the dog that, uh, before I become a serial killer, I'm going to train how to kill. By uh, by killing you, right, girl? I'm gonna kill you so I can practice before I get into humans, right? Good girl. Anyway, that's uh, <clears throat> that's it for the uh for the podcast. I hope you guys uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And um, yeah, have a have a safe day, man. Uh, what did that kid say? Uh, the the. Our money isn't real and the sun's gonna blow up one day. Fucking do you, man. Do your thing. Uh, Y'all take it easy, man. Y'all have a good one. Bye.